Welcome back to the Can't Stop the Hobby podcast, episode number 40, with myself, Castro. We got Williams in the building, and we got the man, Lou Janot, in the building. Thank you, my man, for coming out to the show. How is everybody doing today? Thank you for having me, boys. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) I just heard, all I heard is... (laughs) (laughs) So, Lou... To get you start, get us started, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how'd you get into the collecting game, mm-hmm. and uh, where in, into where you're at now? Sure. Um, so collecting goes back a long time ago. Um, the touch point I always use um, is like '03 basketball. Um, so myself, it was me and my dad really early. That was like kind of our thing. That's what we like bonded over. Um, so it was me, my dad. Um, Gary, my boss now, his brother, AJ, and their friend, their very close friend, Brandon. Uh, it was kind of just something we did. We used to go to car shows all the time. I, me and my dad ripped an in count, like an uncountable number of boxes of Bowman, uh, Bowman Chrome basketball uh, back yeah. in the day. Um, and we were actually, obviously we wanted LeBron's, but we were also going pretty heavy on uh, D Wade. Those are the two guys we liked a lot. Um, so I was in the card. I was in the Pokemon, obviously back in the day too. Um, and then I kind of just, as you grow up and you think you're too cool for school, you kind of step away from things, you get into other stuff. So I wasn't doing cards as much. Um, and then 2017 uh, ish, I would say is when I, I've been at Vayner full Vayner media full time now since 2012, uh, 2017, Gary, went to the national, I think it was in Cleveland then. Um, and when he came back, he was like, this is the best. I'm all into this stuff like that. And he was like, you want to like help me out, do, do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Whatever. So, you know, my reintroduction back into the hobby was everything with him. I actually didn't buy a card of my own. That's not true. I, I bought packs and cards single periodically, but I didn't actually fully start buying cards again aggressively until like late 2019. Um, but back to 2017, 2017, 2018, 2019, and 2020 as well. Um, and still to this day, actually, I help out Gary. I was helping Gary buy his stuff. So I would like go on eBay for him, you know, send out offers, things like that, just cause just try to scale his time. Cause he's just so busy. Um, we were constantly texting about stuff and that's pretty much what it was. So I kind of had a, I got another learning experience this time around, uh, helping Gary out. Nice, man. Uh, now that, that, that's that's unreal, by the way, because I guess obviously uh, with someone like I, it, it's funny because um, I actually watched Gary like years, years, years ago, like like when when he wasn't even doing cards and stuff like that, and it was just about business and 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 that and whatnot, right? So for that to kind of change and adjust and to be able to do it at a scale like that, because I, I would I would like to assume it was pretty fun buying stuff off of ebay for somebody that has pretty much way more money than most people out there you know it wasn't even like that it was more like um these are the prices that i want to spend like this is how much i'm willing to spend for this card not to go too much into it it's boring but like this is how much i want to spend for this card yeah um calculated risk yeah and and just kind of learning that way and learning how ebay worked and learning how to make deals i i'm far if you ask gary i am the furthest person from a quote-unquote business person and like being able to negotiate and all that kind of yeah. that's just not my or it wasn't my thing I, i've become better yeah. at it i'm still not great at it. but um 
I got a chance to do all that stuff and just kind of immerse myself back into the world and like talk, obviously like, you know, talk to people, like, you know, a lot yeah. of the guys shout out real quick. Ivan watched the break, shout out Midwest box breaks. Um, those two guys were super helpful to me early and Ryan as well. Clark Clucker too. So um, yeah. Yeah. Go, the goat man. Yeah. So, so now he's the best. I guess I get, yeah. I got, I do got, I got, I do got a question for you and it's, you know, now that you're, you've been at it and you've been in, at it now here for a couple of years, like how does that like experience and that, you know, what you were doing for those years, like help you with the trajectory where you're at now with, with, with the hobby? I mean, in, as far as cards go, yeah, as far as cards go, I, and just I, business in general. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now, right? So, yeah, um, it's just been helpful for me. Like, it helped, honestly. Like, I can, we can go pretty deep on it. Like, just getting to work more with Gary and getting to spend more time on things that I thought were more fun was helpful for me, um, mm -hmm. and getting better at like learning how to like have a separate stream of income and like little things like that. Mm -hmm. Right. That are just mm -hmm. like, that seems so obvious now to people like us, but at the time it was like, I'm not going to spend, what do, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not spending $20 on a Wander Franco Bowman Chrome. No shot. Like stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. That's That's awesome. That's so can, awesome. Can you tell us what a normal day at VaynerMedia is like? Sure. Yeah. So I, my full-time job is Gary's assistant. Um, so, I mean, my days are pretty boring. I sit in this, I wake up at, you know, eight, eight thirty, whatever, depending on what the needs are that day. Um, I sit down, my bedroom is back there. I walk out of that bedroom. I feed my cat. I sit down in this chair and I don't get up until like now. That's kind of how it goes. Nice, um, man. Nice. Um, it's, it's pretty boring, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I've been like, home. I've been, we've been home since March with COVID, right? Or March of 2020. Jesus. Since yeah. COVID. Um, yeah. So this is it. Like this is pretty much it. It's just e it's email, it's calendar, it's managing Gary's time as best as I possibly can. Um, and that's it. And trying to find some time for cards in the middle. Nice, man. Nice. nice. Now, what's the what's the best piece of advice Gary's ever given you? Um, Probably giving you a ton, but what's the best? He's giving you a ton, man. He's he, he's got a ton of advice, but what's the best? that you could pick off, off your brain, man. What's the best that he's given you? I, I, think, uh, I think to give it more direct, maybe a little bit more direct would be, what's the best maybe advice that you can take that you brought with you in doing everything that you're doing now and kind of, uh, you know, in, in the yep. hobby. and Yeah, I think I know the growth, answer. Right? So I've known Gary for a very long time, like 20, 20 years at this point, right? 20, 20 plus years at this point. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much my brother. I love him to death. He's like my best friend, one of my best friends in the whole world, I would say. Um, and uh, he's taught me a lot of stuff about specifically to cards. I would say I'm someone who tends to be very conservative. People are, my friends are gonna be like, no, you're not. I'm pretty conservative when it comes to like spending money on investments. I wasn't, I wasn't a stock person. I don't do like, I barely had a 401k until like four years ago. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't <laughs> touch any of that. Cause I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and he, the number one thing he, I would say the number one thing he's taught me in all aspects, including cards is like, don't overthink it. Right. Like no matter what you're going to do, it's not going to be that serious and you can probably figure it out. You kind of just go, you're here and then you go here and then you go here and then you go there and then you go there da, 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 and that's it. Um, I I'm, I'm very conservative when it comes to spending money on investments or I was not, not as much anymore. I've gotten better at it. Um, I'm very like, 
not nervous, but like, I tend to like overthink a lot of stuff and he's kind of just like, let it ride. Like worst case scenario, you just adjust from what happens and it'll be fine. That's kind take of those, take those risks, man. Yeah. Take the risk. Go with the bad. It is what it is. It'll all get figured out. You know what I mean? All those, you know, sayings. There you go. I think, I think it's a general, like evolve of growth and whatever it is that we do. Right. Like I think for a lot of people that have now took cards and kind of created a business out of it or, you know, have that second stream of income or even some people who turned it into like their mainstream of income. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, 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 it's, it's all part of it. And I just think that like yeah, with the hobby, there's just, there's so much out there, right? Like, you know, there, there's like Ryan puts out great videos of like, you know, how to get things going and how to get things started. And there's so many content creators that people like, like us and we follow a lot of these guys and everybody has a different story to tell. Right. And um, like that, that, that being said, when, sorry, did I cut out there? No, you're fine. Um, sorry, like you're fine. Okay, yeah. So everyone has a everyone has a different story to tell, right? But I just think that like the good, the bad, all of it comes with it, and that's what makes it a story for us. You know what I mean? Like just like the cards, like every card has a story. It's the same thing for people getting to the hobby, right? So totally. And like, you know, with cards, a lot of people have their perspective on exactly how cards should go. But like you're saying, there's different reasons for everybody doing every different thing. I have cards that I own that I probably wouldn't sell unless something crazy happened. I have cards that I buy to sell. That's just kind of part of it. Right. So um, it's kind of why I like cards so much. There's so many different aspects. There's people who buy, I, and I, I, I promise there's no disrespect. Like these people who do like sets and everything. I'm like, that's awesome. And that makes you happy. Like these guys just dig through dollar boxes. That's awesome. I don't get it, but it's awesome. I do my thing. They do that. You know what I mean? So like, that's why cards are so awesome to me. Yeah. Stay yeah, in your like lane. Stay in your lane. Stay in lane. We do, do it like the most cliche answer. And we ask this to everybody. It's, it's always a collect what you love, collect what you love. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's, there's no right or wrong way to do it. And that's what makes it so interesting. So I got in, I, I got into I F1. <laughs> I got into F1 very heavily in the last like six months or so. The only, the number one thing I thought was like, man, I should probably buy some Lewis Hamilton's like literally the first thing I thought. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, it's become that much of a thing. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about F1. Sure. Um, what do you know about it so far? I don't know much. Lewis Ooh. Hamilton. I, that, be, that's about all I, I know. I, I ripped open one pack of tops Chrome with one of my buddies who's a breaker. And I got a Max Verstappen and I got a Lewis Hamilton base. And that's the only thing I know about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a, it's a racing sport primarily in Europe. They've expanded to the U S uh, now they do one race a year. They're about to start doing two races a year in the U S they do one in Austin. They're going to start doing one in Miami. Um, and it's a very European sport. That's what I would describe it in Europe. People love F1 the same way they love you know, like a lot of random sports, like soccer is a much more popular sport in Europe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and the way I got into it was the Netflix show, the same way a lot of people have gotten into it recently, Drive to Survive. Um, and I kind of just watched it like a reality show at first, to be honest with you. I was like, cool, this is like, I'm going to take a watch this. It'll be fun. Um, and I just got super into it, right? And I came to realize that guys like Lewis Hamilton have 23 million followers on Instagram. Max Verstappen has like, you know, five or 10 million. I don't even know what the number is a lot of these guys um, and they're all personality. It's very personality driven, which I always love. I love when athletes have personalities and these guys go crazy all the time, which is amazing. Um, and I just got drawn to it and I got drawn to what I don't like racing. I never watched. I mean, I went to one NASCAR race in my life. That's the only time I've watched mm-hmm. NASCAR. Um, IndyCar wasn't my thing for some reason. F1 just stuck with me. 
Um, and I've gotten really into it. And at the same time, it was around the time that the tops now set came out. So, you know, the first, not the first ever, some people will, uh, dispute that but with you. the official, the first official <coughs> Lewis Hamilton card, I would say is his tops now same with Max, same with George Russell, um, Lando, all those guys. And I kind of got into it. I did, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't take advantage of it at first. I didn't buy anything when it first came out. Um, and I tried to jump on the train after, which is how I've now landed on this big chunk of F1 that I'm going to start grading. Um, you and go. you kind of go from there, right? It's, it's interesting, you know, as with anything in cars these days, the second something gets a little bit of smoke, everyone runs to it and there goes the fire. Yeah. Um, right. So it's tough. To, it's tough to gauge in terms like people hit me out. They're like, you think this is a good price right now? It's like, I don't know. Like it's hard, to, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say, right? Like I, I can, I guess I can only say like, Hey, this is what I bought it for. And I felt comfortable right, paying right, for it. Right. right. Um, but it's interesting. I think there's a lot of upside. I think when it comes to the U S they're going to focus on it. There's been a huge rise in viewership in the last year. I'm now just like pumping up F1 for some reason, but like it's, it's become popular uh, on <laughs> it's ESPN. All your, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. It's my fault. No, but like, I'm just sitting here, like I'm just like running off like PR numbers about F1. Uh, but anyway, it's gotten very, very popular and it's, and it's exciting. And I, recommend anyone watch the show people who don't even necessarily like sports have liked the show that I, I i have it in my save list on netflix to watch so i'm definitely going to check it out for sure um is is, is i i just have going some questions about f1 because again it's something that i never even touched base or looked at but like here like i go here i go the official f1 guy here i go <laughs> uh it's it, it's more from a question from like a prospecting standpoint with sure. f1 right because it's still early to tell what and who because it's just so new in general Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure there's still people like drivers or athletes that we haven't even seen yet that might pop off here in the next little bit. You know what I mean? So yeah. is there like guys like it, like outside of like the, there's big names like I don't do F1, but I know Verstappen and I know Lewis Hamilton were names to look for. Right. Mm -hmm. Earn, Earnhardt's and if you go even go back into like the older guys. Right. But um, what does uh, what does you know, what does that what does that look like uh, as goes for like prospects and like, you know, the, that kind of world when it comes to F1. Yeah. So we were talking before we started about it a little bit. It's tough, right? Like it's 20 guys in F1. Now there's F2, there's even F3. And then there's like go-kart racing, all that stuff that happens for the super young guys, for the people who are like the real F1 heads, but I don't know those people. And they've put some F2 drivers in Topps Chrome and um, there's a couple guys in there, right? I haven't just to be honest with you, I haven't gone that deep and I don't know the guys in F2 who are coming up. Um, I've kept it pretty simple because it's, to me, it's still in the territory of like, wait, I can get a Lewis Hamilton. He's the best driver of all time. He has 23 million followers on Instagram. I'm not going to mess around with the guy in F2, but I can get for a lot cheaper and is way higher of a risk. So I focus on guys like Lewis, Lando Norris, who's a young driver. Um, but is very popular outside of racing. He actually like when he got super popular during COVID because he was streaming on Twitch a lot. Um, so that's oh, kind of true. how he got super popper. Um, and he's also he races for a great team. He races for McLaren. They're you know on podiums all the time. So he's a good driver too. And then George Russell, who's been like the number one darling of F1 recently. Um, he Crazy. was a driver for Williams. He was in Mercedes is like, you know, pipeline. And now he's officially gone to Mercedes. So he'll be driving with Lewis Hamilton next year, which is obviously going to put him in a position to be on podiums be all the time, and probably win team championships. And eventually he'll become the heir apparent to Lewis if all things go well. So right. 
all looking up. To so that you, would, would you would you would you would you say it's kind of very similar to you know the the basketball guys who have the personality that have more to it than just the sport play. They have more of a brand presence and like pop culture relevance and stuff kind of like it's that. It's a big deal for sure. And then it's also guys like Charles Leclerc who drives for Ferrari. Ferrari is a obviously very historic brand, and you know, the Ferrari team in F1 is legendary and they have very strong fans. So guys like Charles sell very well. Um, and then there's guys like Daniel Ricardo, who just won his first, he's won his first race in a bunch of years this past weekend. Um, you know, guys like Alex Albon, like things like that. So there's guys on yeah, the yeah. precipice, right? Um, but for me, yeah. I've always just tried to focus on the, the cream of the crop just because it's, it's goats, very low, it's very low hanging fruit right now. Yeah, you 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 hang out with the twenty percent, you know what I mean, and then then hope that that uh, that that keeps it keeps going. You, you you snickered and smiled there, and you're like, <laughs> well, because you know what it's like. It's like when in twenty, and I'm the biggest offender of this. I never bought a LeBron in like twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen when LeBrons were like a thousand, and Lucas were like a hundred, and they were running, and people were buying ten Lucas instead of one LeBron, and it's like, what are you doing? Like that is like that's kind of what that's how I've seen it when I'm thinking about yeah. Lewis versus someone like Charles. Right, right. Okay, got you. Now, so obviously we know that you do F one because you put on the hat. But uh, what is what is the second what 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 is the second uh, the second category that you probably venture spend a lot of time in other than F one? Baseball. That's like Baseball? what I've always loved. Um, I to be honest with you, I haven't gotten super into the recent prospect releases just because I've been too swamped with other stuff. I always played fantasy. I played like very serious fantasy baseball. Um, actually part of a league, like with my dad and Gary, I actually like inherited a team when I was old enough to get a team. So like, it's like that. There you serious. go. So, um, <laughs> you and inherited it's like, it. You couldn't just, you couldn't just drop like everybody else. You had to inherit it. No, literally I had a, like someone left the league and they were like, you're old enough. You're in. And I was like, cool. So like, that's literally what happened. Um, and it's like super serious. It's like 40 man rosters, you know, super deep auction, minor leaguers, all that stuff. So I was really in tune with the minor leaguers for a while. Um, funny story actually is when we were getting hot on the prospects again, right? When it, I think it was like Wander's first year, um, Gary's brother AJ was like obsessed with Julio Rodriguez, like obsessed, who's a Mariners prospect. Who's I think he actually came up a little, he might have come up this year. I'm not positive. Um, and he drafted him in fantasy. Oh, sorry, he bought the cards because he liked them, right? And then he drafted him in fantasy strictly off of the cards. He's like, damn, I only know this guy because of cards, and he bought and he got him in the league, and we were all sad because it was awesome. <laughs> so, like that kind of stuff is what I was doing in baseball for a while. I yeah. admittedly have taken a step back. Um, and then Pokemon's always a big love of mine. Always has there you been. Go. Crazy. Is there any uh on, on the Pokemon standpoint? I've been I've been looking into CCG a, a little bit more and more just because in Canada we're a little bit behind on the card shop standpoint. Um, for every like one sports card store, there's probably about five or ten trading card stores. Makes sense. So it change changes a little bit, but that's why I kind of want to know and like figure out a little bit more about it. I know there's a lot of new games. So um, in the Pokemon world, like obviously everybody collects like first edition stuff and has who, who has a favorite Pokemon. Who is that favorite Pokemon for you to collect right now? That's really hard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to pick if you have to pick okay maybe either a grail card or you could do he like said I, he said i catch them all <laughs> yeah i mean I would take, no i mean obviously the, the safest the best grail card is obviously the charler first edition um but to be honest with you the things that i've 
when I came back into cards, right, in 2019, 2020 is when I started diving into Pokemon again, vintage Pokemon specifically. Uh, the thing that the thing that always caught my eye the most was like this top sunset from 1995, mm-hmm. um, like the Cardos stuff, 96, 97. Like this is the stuff that has my, that I was drawn to. I like I just think this is a nicer card than like 99 oh, yeah. things that yeah. come out, right? You muted yourself there for a second. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just saying, yeah, it's it's, it's just one of those. It's, it's rare. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's rare you don't and it's see cool. as much as that. Like, it's cool. So when I understood that, like, someone paid, you know, whatever the equivalent of 10 cents is in Japan for this yeah. and it got it out of, exactly. a, out of a vending machine, I was like, damn, that's sick. And then I graded it and it was a nine. And it's like, how is that possible? Like, the right. idea that someone yeah. pulled that out of a thing. Some I actually bought all of these off one guy in Japan. The idea that one guy had all of these in Japan for who knows how long, like yeah, you know, twenty years or whatever, like that's crazy. And yeah. so I was always drawn to those. That, that's that's kind of like a I've been I've been looking at like a stick. The I guess they're kind of look like stickers. They they're called like Prism Jewels from nineteen eighty five. Eighty five, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I've been looking at I've been looking at those a lot lately, and that's kind of the same thing, right? Like it's there's not a lot of cards in it, but they're just cool looking cards. They might not be a lot of them that are greatly graded. Like a lot of them are five sixes and they're hard to come by, but it's just cool different cards that would just be nice to have in a PC. Those are the ones that like PSA doesn't grade anymore, right? Or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I was reading about it too. And I, I don't know why I think it's just because it's, it might be a, a authentication issue. Yeah, it's hard to authenticate tell if sure. it's real, right? Yeah. Because it's a sticker. Like I even, like I've, I've been obviously watching, which a lot of people have been watching the Kaboom cards and, there's a lot of like eBay postings going up of like a Kaboom sticker and it's actually not even the card, but it's going off and they're not showing the back of the card. They're not saying it's Panini or whatever. And it's go and they're going for thousands. So it's just like all these people are going to go after this card and they're going to get it. And it's just going to be a sticker or a reprint of some sort and then be pissed off and try to complain. You know what I mean? So um, it's just that kind of stuff. I just sold, actually, that's not true. I have one more Kaboom. I sold my Sam Darnold Kaboom earlier this week. I officially let go of Sam Darnold. And who's your who, who's 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 your who's your who's your team? The Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. That makes so sense. They, yeah, so they yeah, moved here. Yeah, the Jets, and it was time for me to move on. Oh, <laughs> unfortunately. And uh, is it true that did you go to the the season opener? I did not go to the season opener. No, not you in went to Carolina. a preseason game. Yeah, I went to a preseason game. I you know Gary has season tickets and yeah. he was nice enough to give me them. So. Um, I went cool. to I went to that. I'll be there Sunday though for the home opener against the nice, Patriots. Man, there you go. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll be, that'll that'll be a fun game to watch. I'm fired up. We'll be there at eight thirty, yeah. bright and early, in the parking lot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know none of that. You guys, you guys are you guys are a little spoiled. You, you gotta come. You gotta come to the states. I got, I got this. I got this, dude. Like I'm thinking of podcast, and this is my view of my podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, like that's podcast. way cooler than. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look out my window and I see a highway and a 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least it's always open. Yeah, let's, that's true. Let's dive into distance. let's dive into some football, man. It was week one last week. Yeah. Uh, what's your take going into the season? Uh, what was your what was your what's your player that you're invested in the most? Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Now, rookie-wise, obviously, probably Zach Wilson in your – I haven't bought any yet, right? So, with rookies, it's weird. Like, I don't – Ryan always makes fun of me. We, we, we actually haven't talked about this in a while, but early on in the show, I used to have this, like, weird, like, tier list of products in my head. 
And I would be like, like, I think of like a gold standard as like, a, I would never buy that. And if you love those cards, that's awesome. But to me, I'm like, I would wait, like, I always wait for prism optics, select, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's where I spend my time. So I haven't bought any yet. I did actually, I got an XRC of Zach at the national, but I nice. flipped it in like an hour. So that was, that was, I made money on it. So that's cool. But like, <laughs> I would have rather kept it, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I will be buying Zach stuff for sure. Like I'm definitely gonna get a Zach boom when that comes out. I want to get the downtown, but the downtowns are doing like $2,000 raw, which is ridiculous. It's crazy. So I'm going to, I'm going to wait on that one, but I'll definitely have some Zach stuff in my life. Nice. Now, is there, is there a certain someone in the league that you are low key uh, collecting? <laughs> um, I have a decent amount of Herbert, you know, I have like a good amount of Herbert. I like that guy a lot. Um, I messed around with position players last year a little bit just because I always one of the first again like one of the first things that was like these numbers don't add up it just hasn't caught on um so I ended up selling like you know uh a Kamara NT that I had you know I sold a DK uh NT that I had as well so like I messed around but I try to keep it pretty again back to the F1 thing I keep it pretty simple I'm not trying to like you know, outsmart anybody. I'm like Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Like, yeah, Herbert. The, Herbert. The, go, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the big stars. The big names. Man. Like, that, it's funny because I had this conversation and um, I'm, I'm, over the last couple of weeks, we've been get, I've been getting a lot of people asking questions about the hobby and people trying to come into the hobby and they're like, oh, where do I put my money in, blah, blah, blah. I have like a couple of real estate buddies and they're putting in, hey, I have five grand, where should I put my money and so I can put it in and tuck away for 10 years or something like that, right? So and literally the conversation, who should I buy? It's literally go buy some LeBron, go buy some Jordan, go buy yeah. some Kobe, go buy some the Mahomes, Brady, like you know what I mean? Like make the goats. He froze know, again. Don't try to overthink yeah. it. You know what I mean? Just, just like these guys are the goats. Oh, sorry, these, these guys are these guys are what's gonna pretty much they already have legacies built and now they're just moving, right? So yeah, like it's pretty. This is what I said, everyone. It's a lot easier than you think it is, right? Like it's. If, if you're going to be very passive with, like if you're going to put five, 10 grand in and then go to sleep for five years, like you're not going to, you're not going to go buy a Lamello because that might get really bad. Like you're yeah. going to go buy Luca and like, it's just say, look, buy Luca, buy Trey Young. If you think Trey Young's going to look pretty good in, in the upcoming years, like go buy Mahomes. Exactly. Like it's pr- trout. Like it's very easy. Mm-hmm. And people are, for some reason, you know, I think. It. Yeah. And like in the world of cards, the whole thing, and you know, we have play of the week on our show. So like, that's yeah. part of it as well. And everyone's trying to make a play and like trying to get a leg up. And it's like, for the most part, you can keep it pretty simple and have success. If you're in, if you're in it to make money, it's pretty easy in my opinion to buy the right stuff and then just sit there, but there's patience involved in that. There's the, the dollar commitments and all that stuff. So I get it for people who are trying to make trying to make moves on other stuff to get into other things. Like I sold my Luca base prison to get into other stuff. Like that's just what it is. Um, but if you're someone like that, it's pretty straightforward to me. Nice. Now, what, what is the best piece of advice uh, for someone starting out in the hobby? Um, I would say, I would say, don't be scared to make mistakes. That's always been my biggest piece of advice to anybody. You're going to buy things and you're going to lose on them. It's just the way it's going to be. You're going to submit a card and you're going to get a six and that's just life. 
you're going to learn by doing. That's always what I've always done. You know, the only way I know how to do things is to do them wrong and then do them right later. Um, so I'm a big fan of, and this goes back to what Gary, you know, we talked about this earlier too, like comes from Gary. It's like, just do it and like, just go and mm-hmm. yep. learn. So that's learning on the go, I think is the only way to actually do it in cards. Like you can, because there's no skipping the process, right. With it. Right. Like it's all part of it. It, it each, each mistake or each thing that you do helps you learn for the next time like you can you can scroll ebay as long as you want until you actually buy something and then you try to sell it four months later it's it's different and also like paper profits like don't get caught on paper profits of like this is the ebay value of this card and it's like awesome you have to actually physically sell the card now and ship it and that you have to go through the process to learn how to do it right and to make money make absolutely absolutely now you mentioned mistakes what's the biggest hobby mistake you've ever made there's a lot but what what one can you pick from just give us one there's my, my biggest mistake was not buying on the bronze when gary told me to 2017 2018 they were 500 to a thousand i'm like i can't spend 700 on a basketball card Yep. mistake oh. yeah yes. all you can do is learn right like yeah, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah, i've like, lost it is what it same is. Th- but, and i did I'm, I'm an idiot i did the same shit again and I'm, i cursed like i cursed Dang you're, you're fine man that's okay um, that's okay man. they've that's heard that good. they've they've heard that word before i know i'm sorry kids i'm sorry <laughs> for cursing. um i i did the same thing with you know nfts i don't play around too much in there but it was like the obvious thing was right in front of my face and I didn't do it because I'm like, I can't spend that much money. And it was a mistake. Did you, did you, did you get a hookup on some V friends then? Um, <laughs> no, I did not get a hookup. <laughs> I, I, I have a couple of buddies who picked some up. He's like, oh, I got these three. I got these four. And I was like, yo, that's I have cool. one. I, I have no issue. He, so Gary gifted me a goo, which is a Gary originally owned. Um, yeah. I sold it and I bought cards actually with half of it. And then I bought another V frame with the other half of it. That's what I did. There you go. There you go. Yeah. You just, um, you love, you love, you love it up. You, you hedged it. You, you spread out. Yeah. Your you hedged it. I, I got a nice, I got a nice Mahomes with it. And I yeah, bought a yeah. V frame with the other one and I'm doing well. And it is what it is. <laughs> That's awesome. What's I'm curious. What's your Holy grail? My Holy grail card yeah. of all cards. Yep. That you own. That I own. That you own. Oh, that's much. That's a much different question. I don't have anything that crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess the best card I have is the Mahomes National Treasures that I have. It's not even an out of ninety nine. It's a uh, NFL gear like dual patch. Um, yeah, it's the nicest card I own. I don't have anything. I would say this at this exact moment in time. I don't own any cards that I will never sell. I am trying to get into those cards. I want to get LeBron. I want LeBron rookie autos patch autos more than anything that's what i want like mm-hmm. that's where i'm shooting for and where i'm trying to get to right now i can't get there so i haven't been able to do it yet but that's what i want so would you that, say that uh, the, the next question that, that that we go into usually is uh you know what is if you had if the money wasn't an issue you could buy anything any card that you want um what card would that be so would you would you say that it's a lebron like auto patch auto or is it another yeah i mean i would say that? if money was no object like a exquisite lebron would probably be what i wanted Nice. nice. Yeah. Now I'm I'm also curious, what is the biggest card you've ever bought for Gary V? <laughs> um, 
that's uh i probably can't disclose his purchases that's not my place um okay but we bought some cool stuff <laughs> that, that, that's fair that's, that's fair. fair. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, I was, I was trying, it. man. I was trying. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, Honestly, shoot, 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 shoot your shot, Drew. Shoot your shot. It's, yeah, Jackson, it's, man, if take it was, risks. If, if it was mine, I'd have no issue telling you, but it's his. So I feel yeah, I, I respect I that. I respect yeah. that, man. Um, now we'll take some questions from our our listeners. They that was that was another question. They said, "Come on, man. Like, get, let us know. <laughs> um, what is." Now, what is it like to go to a Jets game with Gary V? That's one of the questions. Um, it's exactly what you think it is, I would say, is how I would describe it. Um, he's – what you see is what you get for the most part, I would say, right? Um, there's a lot of crazy stories. Him and my dad have a lot of crazy stories. Uh, him and my dad actually went to a Raiders game in Oakland, oh. like 2004. And they were like on the news. There was a newspaper article here back in New York. Like they were getting, it was crazy. So like, that's the craziest story. Were they in the black hole? Yeah. They were like in the, like, (laughs) like they were in it and it was 2004 and it was like, we're the Raiders. We're doing We're going on Super Bowl runs and like, we're going to destroy anyone who comes in the building. Like that's what those fans were there. Um, So that's that. Um, But for me, like, I mean, I got a question for you though. At that game was, uh, Vegas Dave there? Possibly. <laughs> he may have been. He may have been. Um, I would say my so real talk, real talk. My favorite story of me being at a Jets game with Gary, I missed so the 2009-2010 playoff run for the Jets, I was not allowed to go because I was still in high school and I had bad grades. And my dad said I wasn't allowed to go. So I missed those games. So shout out to my dad for like excluding me from the best Jets run of my life. But anyway, um, <laughs> 2018 Sam Darnold's first game uh, as a Jet, we went to Detroit, um, and he threw the pick six on the first play. If you don't remember, first play of Sam Darnold's career, he threw a pick six. Yep. I've never been more deflated in my life. And then at the by the end of that game, again, if you don't remember, they went on like a 28 or 35 nothing scoring run or something like that, and they ended up blowing the lines out of the building. And towards the end, it was pretty much just Jets fans in the building, and we went down by the by the bench and everything, and everyone was going crazy. Fireman Ed was there. It was like the like the happiest I've ever been at a Jets game. <laughs> nice man, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what what is it what is it like to work with uh, to work with Ryan and and uh, Tyler? Um, so I work with Tyler on a day-to-day basis anyway with regular work, but Ryan is, I mean this truthfully, probably like top three nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, super genuine dude, like just wants to ha- like have a good time. And like, he's a, like, I just keep saying nice. He's like the nicest person ever. He just wants to do cool stuff for everybody. Um, and he's helped me a lot. Like he, I actually cold DM'd him uh before the 2019 national and i was like yo man been watching your videos um really appreciate the content like hope we can meet in chicago and he hit me back in like 10 minutes it was crazy like i, I didn't follow him he didn't follow me anything like that um he was like can't wait blah blah we <clears throat> met we met there um and we've kind of just been chatting periodically ever since and then when it came time for the podcast me and tyler were like i mean it's gotta be ryan like he was the first person yeah. we thought of oh yeah for sure he was the first person we thought of. So 
he's been awesome for us. Like teaches me things every single time we do the show. I learn things about the 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 hobby that I would never know otherwise. Um, and getting his insights right as like a shop owner and someone who's been around for ten years, I think it's ten plus years at this point. Um, it's like invaluable stuff for me. So I love working with Ryan. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's super dope. Like I I I took like probably I had a five minute conversation with him at his like on his trade night. And uh, that trade night was wild. That, I didn't that even go. Night was wild. That was wild. I no. was looking for you, man. I was I looking for go. you. I didn't. I Tyler to... wasn't there either. Either was he? Uh, Tyler. They went. They went for a little bit. They I, were just on. Yeah, I didn't see him. I, I heard it was outrageously packed. I had to yeah. go to FedEx to like ship some stuff. And by the time <laughs> I was coming back, they were mid, like, mid. they were like, we That's left. The grind rate. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> they were like, we left. There. So I'm just gonna go back to the hotel and i just missed it unfortunately yeah yeah next time next time i think he needs to get like his own convention center for trade night you know what i mean he does he does man (laughs) (laughs) okay uh what is another question that came coming from eric eric martinez uh (laughs) what what is your uh what's the biggest celebrity you've ever met um Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk awesome. or Adam Lefko. Those are the two biggest celebrities I've ever met. Actually, no, go. like all kidding aside, um, when we did Card Talk Live, we opened the show with Pat McAfee, and that was like a major Dude, moment for me. I that, love that, that I love him, man. I'm from Indiana. All right, yeah. So, right. Uh, but I'm a Bears fan, uh-huh. but still I have respect for Pat. He's the he's the coolest dude ever, and he was awesome. Like he came on our show. it was awesome. So I was it was great when he came on. Nice, nice. yeah. So gentlemen, Pat, it's getting choppy on my end. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's we're getting choppy on my end. I'm gonna peace out. Thank you again, Lou. Peace, bro. Yeah. Hey, so there's a, there's a couple more questions that came in, man. Sure. Uh, the now. In college football, obviously your take, I saw it. You're calling Georgia. Um, yeah, I have the Michigan sweatshirt on yeah, right now because yeah. I just have it. I haven't gotten the Georgia gear yet. My sis, like, th- my sister went to Georgia, so I'm officially changing allegiances, and that's it. And no one can give me shit for it. Uh, crap for it, and that's it. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, yeah, it's so you, hard. It's all good, man. No, so who – it, going into next year, you just all, all kidding aside, going into next year for, for college football, who would you invest in right now? Um, wow, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, if I could thank, pick thank one my guy, if I could pick one guy, you mean going to the NFL or just in general? Yeah, going to go into the NFL. That's hard. Um, Desmond Ritter, I would put high on my list. I think he can come out this year, right? Yeah. Yep. Desmond, I would put on. Um, and then the old Miss quarterback. Those are the two guys who've impressed me the most so far. Are you what's your take on Spencer Radler? Uh, I'm a fan. I like him. The problem with those with those offenses is like they score a gazillion points, right? So it's kind of hard to tell how legit they actually are. The reason why I like old, I can't remember the old Miss quarterbacks. Name. I think it's like Corral or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it, it's Corral, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I like him because they run like a pretty, 
like pro stylish offense, right? And he's got and he's got you can just see it when he's playing. He kind of has like a certain like look about him and the way he plays and his whole play style like very much aligns with what I like. So I really like that guy. And then I just think Ritter's a savage. <laughs> a yeah, savage. Yeah. They score so many points. It, it, it could be the same thing, right? Where they're playing like inferior comp. They're Cincinnati, right? They're a G5 team, so they yeah. don't necessarily play the best competition. But this weekend will be big, and then next weekend's Notre Dame. So we'll see then. Go Irish. You're an Irish? Yeah, it makes sense. Indiana. Yeah. I, I live 25 minutes away from the stadium. So it's, I would say Notre Dame is like at near the top of my list for places I need to go. Yeah. Hey, when, if you ever come, man, just, just give me a shout out. I'll, I will. I'll show you a good time, dude. I will for sure. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. So, the uh ohio state stadium is also on my list and ryan we've been we've been (laughs) little by little trying to like incept it into ryan's brain that we should all come out so uh i'm gonna try to get out there not if not this season next season for sure um george will be big too so well let's stop it there man thanks again for your time tonight uh follow lou janelle on instagram at there's three different places you can follow me. Card flipping. Focus on uh, card talk at card talk pod. At card talk pod. At card talk pod. The, the, the best sports podcast oh, out wow. there. The second I, best. I'm, I'm saying, this one. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not that level yet. And then you can follow him on uh, at Lou Gino, uh his personal account. L-O-U-G-N-U-E-U-X. Yep. Okay. So thanks again, man. And uh, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Appreciate you. We can't stop. I can't stop the hobby podcast, baby. Thanks, man. Happy to do it.